Indiana Runner Podcast, Season 3, Episode 21. Josh Horowitz and I talk about the boys tournament and take our planned 30-minute podcast stretched pretty close to an hour, like usual. Let's hit it. All right, we're here. Josh Horowitz, Kyle Naltville. We're going to talk about the boys' tournament, the boys' sectional round rounds, or the boys' sectional round. The multiple uh, sites, thirty-two sites, were held over Thursday and Friday. Some got pushed back. You were at one that got pushed back that day, right? Yeah, like at on the, Thursday. Right at the the Bloomington North sectional, we had about hour and a half delay, hour and a half, two hours. Um, but we did end up getting the entire meet in. And you got it in uninterrupted once you started? Or did they start and have to stop? No, once we started, we went, we were able to go all the way through. And then, I don't know, maybe an hour after the meet ended, it started raining again. So we, we hit a perfect window. Yeah, so at Carmel, we started and were able to get it all in, no problem. Other areas of the state, I know Floyd Central delayed theirs. It may not be at Floyd Central, but that's the main school there uh columbus north delayed theirs so some of them around the state um and i think the weather was probably actually worse on friday um depending on how your track situated which they don't have to be situated the same direction they're they're, they're not all uh north south they do not need to be um all right and i went through and i calculated a mock state meet based exclusively on sectional results and we had thought going into the tournament that it would be a very close meet and there were potentially five or six teams that could win the whole thing right yeah it's pretty it was pretty open i think that the results of the sectional confirm that so based on these results the mock meet columbus north 47 these are based on the uh, top 10 performances compiled on the message board by Brandon Jones. Thank you for doing that. Number one, Columbus North, 47. Two, Brownsburg, 42. Three, Center Grove, 40. Four, Fishers, 39. Five, Carmel, 38. And then not in the top five, but noteworthy, Plainfield had 23, and they are still very much a contender. What pl- what place were they? Mm, eighth, maybe. Okay. Zionsville that... was 31, HSC was 29. I don't okay. fancy Zionsville or HSC, although maybe they could get into it. I don't fancy them a contender on the same level as Plainfield. Interesting to note, then, that let's say – those are five teams. Plainfield makes six. Zionsville makes seven. And Hamilton Southeastern makes eight. Eight teams. They were only at three different sites. So Carmel, Fishers, Hamilton Southeastern were all at Carmel. Plainfield, Brownsburg, and Zionsville were all at, I, I think it's at Plainfield for the boys. Um, yeah. Plainfield. And uh, Columbus North and Center Grove were both at Columbus North. So all those teams in, in some facet saw another contender. Now it may not really matter because your best events could be at different ones. And five of those eight 
six of those eight teams are in the same regional that will matter. And then Columbus North and center Grove are obviously in the same regional as well. Yeah. That, that's what I was going to say is that those, those two, the Carmel sectional and the Plainfield sectional both go to the Lafayette Jeff. It's still, is it still Lafayette Jeff? It's a Lafayette Jeff. Yeah. yeah the Lafayette Jeff regional. So, I mean, do you, do you see how many of um, potential scorers not making it based off of just that, that fact that it's so stacked all those six teams? I think that potential scores, I mean, other than that someone may not run well and there's not a lot of margin of error, but really you probably only need to finish in the top six or hit the standard so, for instance, I know that Carmel's shout out four by one is seated fifth going into that regional of, of all the teams in the regional. And I think it's like sixth in the state after the sectional round. But we were under the standard already at the sectional. So if we provided that we just do that again, should be OK. But, you know, if we bobble an exchange or someone doesn't run quite as well and we miss the standard, we may be out because six teams may run into the standard or whatever, and we could easily be seventh versus if we were at a different sectional or a different regional rather, we might be okay if we don't run as well in the four by one or the four by eight or whatever. Mm -hmm. it, it, it always goes with my argument. Winning. Yeah, it always goes with my argument that like, you, you don't plan on not running well. Well, and that's, <laughs> so yeah, it's an athletic competition. So if it's like, well, we could have won state, but we didn't run well. Yeah. Well, that's, Okay, then you didn't oh, win. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, what sticks out to you in that, besides how close it is? Um, Columbus North being first in the sense, like we, we had some developments happen that I think propelled them there that we didn't see the last time we probably talked. Um, one of the, I mean, we, we talked about Tucker Smith in the discus scoring high, so, right? Good. He's not scoring in this mock state meet because he didn't throw the disc very well at the sectional, but he did advance. Right. So he's, he's still in it. And my guess is he will be good enough to score more points. But I was, I was even going to point out the fact that they're going to have a third 800 runner at the state meet most likely. And that's an additional bonus potential four, five, six points that you did not expect a month ago. Okay. So I'm, and I'm just kind of looking at it. I'm just looking at the numbers that I wrote down, which are the scores. So like, if I wrote down 10, that means first in an event. And I'm going to go through Columbus North. I think this is third, fifth, and sixth in the 800. Second in the 1600. Sixth in the 3,200, ninth in the four by four, second in the four by eight, and first in the shot. So when you go through those, what's lower than we think it will probably be at the state meet? Second in the four by eight, but that's two points. I mean, that's not huge, right? They're not going to be right. second in the four by eight. They're going to win. Right. The shot, they can't get any higher. And they're not going to get any lower. And they're not going to get any lower. <laughs> they can't get any lower in the desk. They could get higher. Mm -hmm. I mean, if anything's at risk there, I think it would be 
they're scoring 16 points in the 800. What would you set the over under at for points that they get in the in the open 800? Um, on a on a quick little scale here, um, how about 11 and a uh, t- 10 and a half? Okay. No, 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 no. 11 and a half. Was 11 and a half. So then what you're saying is they're likely to lose points in that. Yeah. So if, cause remember, you're going to have at least one of them coming. Well, all of them are probably going to come off at, at least one event. One of them potentially right. two. So, two. so at their, at their sectional, they had the four by eight. Low, probably. Yeah. Good. They had the four by eight and then that was it. It stormed and it stormed and it stormed and they're like, whatever, let's just come back the next day. Then they came back the next day, did all the trials of the sprints and then the finals. So all they had the day before was the four by eight. And it was much windier on um, Friday. And it was a headwind. Now, I don't think they've got sprint points anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, But it was windy. And I actually wonder, conventional wisdom might say, oh, well, those guys ran the four by eight and then they got to come back and they were fresh the next day because they hadn't run an event that day. I actually wonder if it's harder to come back the next day than it would be to just do the races that night. It might be harder. I mean, we talked about that a lot, at least you and, you and I did this season, I feel like, with the, the times where there was like a Friday and then a Saturday meet and the amount of people that we saw go do both. Um, and your, your argument was always like, well, you would run on the same day. Right. Right. You would run two meets on the same day or two races on the same day. Like why not right. do back-to-back days? But so, I mean, if I don't think it's any, I don't think it's any easier. I don't think that we look at, at how they ran, how North ran at that meet and say, well, they, they didn't have to come back from the four by eight like other teams did or other schools did, or this kid won the 16 and the 32 at his event. And that's worth more than the kids that ran the four by eight and then came back the next day and ran the open eight. I don't think it's, I I think it's a wash at best. I don't think it matters that much. Yeah. But yeah, they are third, fifth and sixth in the 800. And then one of the questions is what they're scoring is they're scoring the same kid. They're scoring Reese. In the four by eight, winning, we were second in the four by eight, second in the 1600, and then he's sixth in the open 800. And then also scoring him on a four by four that's got one point. But like, you know, how, how feasible is that for two more rounds, including at the state meet? When you will get more rest at the state meet, but it's also the emotions of the state meet. Right. Anybody else stick out to you in that group of, of five teams. teams that we talked about or five and a half if we include Plainfield as a half. Has uh, we have not heard the end of Plainfield, I can tell you that. Yes, yeah. That that'd be my only they're they're gonna be there. Um has has Fishers been this this high all season? The Fishers is getting a lot of potential points from um a hurdler, Tyler Tartar. And he has really come on in the last two weeks. That helps. They've got a Valter that I think they're getting a few points from. And then, you know, I, the hardest thing to score, not that's not hard to score. You just go down the list, but the, the least meaningful thing I would think is 
uh, the four by eight, it really, to a certain extent, any distance races, because if you're in the distance race at a competitive sectional, you have an advantage over kids that are going to score at the state meet that don't have as competitive of a sectional. And so it may be a kid that's going to run the 3,200 fresh at the state meet, but he ran the four by eight, the 16 and the 3,200. And so it, it, in two weeks in Bloomington, he might run 906, but he, and we can get, get into this when we talk about the distance, he only runs 945 at his sectional because he's like, man, I'm tired. Like it's 830 at night. Like I'm trying to go home and, and he's not out there running 924. And the, if you look at the top 3,200 times, I know I'm stepping on our distance stuff later. Uh, the, the first two times, the fifth time, the seventh time. So five, four of the top seven times came from the same section. And then and, I, I was looking at this Hamilton earlier because then all the 30, all the top 10, 32 runners only came from five sectionals, I believe. Right. I'm that right. Yeah. And in the four by eight, Plainfield, Columbus North, Columbus North, Carmel, Plainfield, Bloomington North, Carmel, Plainfield, Carmel. That's your top nine. So three from Carmel, three from Plainfield, and two from Columbus North. Now, I actually think there's a pretty good chance that those could be most of the top nine at the state meet, right? In this order, based on their times, Brownsburg, Columbus North, HSE, Zionsville, Bloomington North, Fishers, Mooresville, and Carmel. But Columbus North, it looks like they ran, they won by three, they won by a third of a second. They probably ran, they did run their four guys. I do know that. And I do, I think center Grove could be second or third in the four by Columbus North looks like they just ran hard enough to win. HSC won handily at the Carmel sectional and got, they were 10 seconds up on the field through one leg other than Westfield because they let off with the 155. Zionsville has subs to make. Bloomington North could have subs to make. Fishers has subs to make, and their guy jogged a 155 to the extent that anyone can jog a 155. But if you've, if you've ever seen this kid run, you've seen a guy jog 155. Uh, Mooresville, I don't know, and Carmel has subs to make. And then Concordia in 10th won theirs by 10 seconds or so. Yeah. So, I, you know, the order could get jumbled around in there. Yeah. Point being with the the mock meet that you just that you made with all these times that not everyone has run what they're capable of because of just qualifying through to the next round. Right. And I think that could be the case in the sprints as well. If you won both the 100 and the 200 at your sectional, there's a chance that you could run a couple tenths faster the next week um, and you didn't get pushed to the line. I just think that's less likely in the sprints than it is in the distance. What are three events that you're excited for, for the state meet? All right. I heard and, you and Andy doing this yesterday. Oh, yeah, and, and, yeah. and with the distance so that we can go straight into distance because we know yes. it pays the bills. Yes. And, and you, you limited me to one distance event, which, cause yes. that's probably, like, which is fine. Um, cause there are many events I'm excited about. So the first one, the boys 400. Oh, we're, well, obviously we're doing the boys on, on this one. You did the girls right. with Andy So the 400. Um, Looking at the leaderboard right now, well, at least the, the sectional leaderboard, four guys 
under 48.4 between between basically 48 flat and 48.4. So four guys between that those 0.4 seconds, and they're big names too. Um, you have Kiefer from Fishers that you talked about, one of the playing field guys. So it's going to be guys that are in multiple events as well, um, which might give a benefit to Nickens Lemba of Southport, who's run the fastest time. Um, but it's just, it's a really competitive 400. I mean, these are really fast times. Right. Okay. So four guys have clearly separated themselves from the field based on all season, but then the um, sectional round. The best time was the junior from Southport that you mentioned, Nickens Lemba, 47.99. I think he's the first guy to run under 48 seconds since 2019, which isn't as long ago as it sounds since one of those seasons was canceled. It just means no one did it last year. Yeah. That's what it means. No one did it last year. I think the best time was like 48, uh, like Owen ran 48.0 something. Then there's Riley Burroff, a junior from Cherubusco, 48.09. Nair Nuash Campbell from Plainfield, 48.19. And at the point that he ran this, I remember making a comment. Oh, that's the fastest time in the state this year. Kiefer Senjin, 48.39, the best time before that, was his own 48.40 at the HCC meet, which had been a couple weeks earlier. This, this guy from Southport, Nickens Lemba, his first name is Nickens, and his last name is Lemba, but when you say it all together, it's kind of hard to tell. He's very interesting because I imagine this is his first year doing track. Is that the case? I know he's, he's a basketball player. He's very tall. He's listed in some of these articles as being 6'6". Six, six. Okay. I mean, he, he was at our conference meet, and he obviously dominated the 400. I mean, he's, he's definitely a big, a big guy. Um, and like in athletic.net to see if he's run before. I don't see him. I think he ran the 200. I think he won the 200 at the conference Indiana meet. But he's not listed in the top 10 in the 200. And these other three guys behind him are professionals. Right. I mean, not in, not in the actual sense of the word. They're not literally <laughs> professionals, but these are guys that have been among the top of the state before they made it to the state meet last year. And it just kind of feels like Lemba is just now kind of figuring out what he can do. So here here's your kind of where was he last year? He was running mostly the 100 and the 200. It looks like at least that's what he has results for. 80% uh, of people are in the wrong event. Right. I always think about that when, when you see something like this. And so maybe he found the event. Yep. And sometimes, rarely, it's actually going down. Like Cooper Williams ran the 3,200 at the state meet a couple times. But usually it's going oh. up one. Yeah. And, you know, Kiefer, when he was a freshman, won the regional at the Lafayette Jeff regional and went to the state meet. I don't think which event in the 400 In the 400. And then the next year was the COVID year. I think they were going to try and start to use them on the four by eight, but then, you know, this is, this is also, I mean, that was the decision that he had to make. You can't run the 400 and the 800. They're too close. They tried at some races and he had the most incredible double 
that I can imagine when he ran 48.40 and came back and ran 156. Oh, I'm just realizing it just dawned on me that well, I'll do it tomorrow morning. I need to update the leaderboards. Um, <laughs> the girls were first and Taylor got it done really quickly. And now I've just been sitting on it. Uh, and his decision was, you know, to run the 400, which is his first love, or the 800, which he may have had a better chance to win the, the open event, the individual title. Um, and he may still win, but he's going to have the hardest path of those four guys to win because if, if they think they're in the team race, and they, they damn well should because they're right there, and they've got him, and they've got Tyler Tarter, the hurdler, so that's multiple events, and they've got the number one. So between those two guys, they've got the 110s, the 300s, the 400. The four by four, where they're they're seemingly going to win. I mean, they Scott Litzkin doesn't want to hear this, but they're pretty close to a lock. And and then Kiefer on the four by eight, that they're they're in it, but their other legs on the four by eight aren't enough that Kiefer could just kind of cruise. I mean, he did at the sectional, but he can't just cruise. He's gonna need he's gonna need to send it and he's gonna need to run a 149, 150, 400 leg or 800 leg on the four by eight. That that would tire anybody out. And that's probably the reason why he didn't win last year. The 400. Right. Was right. he went 151.1 on the four by eight and they needed it because they were behind when he got the baton by three or four seconds. And the kid he tracked down ran 156. So do the math there. They were three seconds down. The kid ran 156 flat. He needed to run hard to catch up. Right. So very interesting. You think Glenbo wins, don't you? Uh, if I had to pick now, I would say so. Because Campbell, Nair Nuwash Campbell from Plainfield, is going to be in the 200 and the 4 by one So he'll have run the trials of the 200, which he should get out, but he's not a lock. Yeah. Is, wait, is, he's got is, to run that hard. Is Lumba in the in the two hundred also? He may be. I I would scratch him from that. Right. I can check, but yeah, check yeah. and see. But he, if he is, they should just scratch him. I mean, just be all in for one event. Just be all in for the four hundred. For sure. He's not going to win the two hundred. Right. Right. And there's no he might, team he might sneak right, and he might sneak in and get an extra medal, but why put yourself through an unnecessary race early to the two and the 200 where you're also going to need to run hard to make it to the finals. Right. It's not like some of these guys at the very top of the 200 who may not necessarily need to run as hard as they can to make the final. Lemba would need to do that. Yeah. They're in the Columbus one, right? Uh, I think they're in the Pike one. Oh, all right. Well, just do a control F and search Southport. Unless you're on your phone and then you're in trouble. Well, no, I, I, I just clicked on the wrong regional. Oh, section. Okay. I was just looking at the performance list. Yeah. And the, so they, Southport is in the Pike sectional. Maybe the girls is at Pike. 
Ben Davis for the boys. Great podcasting as always. Yep. Yeah, great radio. Um okay, he didn't he he came in third at the 200 at his yeah. sectional scratch yeah. city. Yeah. And they've got I, I think Nathan Fish is still the coach there. I did my student teaching with him actually. I think that he would understand. Hmm. We're not doing the 200. What's your next event? All right. Next event. You started to mention it, so good transition. The hurdles. Am I allowed to use both as one? I just think the hurdles overall are going to be exciting. The 110s and the 300s. And you have a lot of a lot of the same people that are in the top 10 in both. Like you mentioned, Tyler Carter, yep. um, Cole Quit, obviously. I'll even, again, shout out uh, South DeAndre Black will be there. Uh, Harrison Herbeck. There's just a lot of names that are in both and could contend in both. Um, now, you, I mean, you give Cole Quit the edge in the 110s for sure. And the 300s. Okay, so you're, he won you're, the three. He won the three hundreds last year. Like I don't right. care what his time was. It's right. a sectional. He ran thirty nine seventy four. He ran two full seconds last year, faster than that. Right. So uh, like, you know, if you look through Brownsburg's um, mock state meet, they're getting ten from Colquitt in the one tens, five from Colquitt in the three hundreds. That's going to be ten. So just right there, just making that switch would have Columbus North and Brownsburg at forty seven each. Right. And that's not really that meaningful because, right, it's not like it's going to be exactly that and one or two things are going to shift. Like the whole 16 events, everything's going to move yeah. around. Yeah. Um, and you'll do this again after the regional. And we can right. see. And that, yeah. Now that usually is meaningful. That can tell yeah. you who's got a good shot because yeah. you, could, you do that and you also could keep an eye on like, okay, so uh, Plainfield is only scoring 26 points in this mock state meet. However, they've got a kid who could finish second or third in that event and he's not scoring anything. And so in the, in the 110s, you know, the prelims are going to be so important. And if, mm -hmm. if Plainfield with Herbeck or Fishers with Tartar, like if they think we could win this meet, the, they get a, their chances take a big jump if their guy gets into the finals of the 110s. Likewise, their chances take a pretty big drop if that guy doesn't get out. And then it's, it's essentially some of the same guys in the in this Herbeck from Plainfield is really interesting because he's scoring in the mock meet two in the 110s and one in the 300s. That's three. That helps, but it's not, you know, but it, it could be, it could be 14. He's not going to win. He's not going to win either, but he right. could be second and one and fourth in the other. Yeah. And I mean, I and he's, when more you're like, that, he's more likely to do well in the one tenths. Yeah. And we're that close. Like every, every point's going to matter in a year, as we're saying, that is really wide open for the could top be. six teams. Um, so I just, and, and that's, I think an added point to the hurdle, like there's a lot of guys here that are going to have team point implications. Um, whether, yeah, whether they go high in one, low in the other, pun intended, intermediate right. in the other, I should say. And Colquitt, I think he's getting 20. And the, oh, you know what? Because of the way Brandon formatted this, it's not gonna take me very long to update the leaderboards because he has it in the same format. I can actually just copy and paste them into there 
Oh, there you go. Um, Colquitt is 10 and one and five and the other. That's 15 points, right? Yeah. But we're going we're gonna to give him 20. Yeah. Okay, so that's another five. He's not scoring in the long jump. Hmm. Now, he could not score. That's totally possible. He could yeah. not make it out of the regional, but he, he could win. He could get right. 10 there. So out of a 30 possible for Colquitt, they're getting 15 and they could get 30. Yeah. And that would take him from 42 to 57. Yeah, and so he's another one we just forgot to mention earlier that that easily could add points. Uh, now, he was fourth in the long jump last year, by the way. I, you're right. And so is he probably one of the top returners? Yeah, a uh, guy from HSE is the top returner. Yeah, he's not. He didn't jump at the sectional, though. So then Cole as a top returner. Is a top returner. Yeah. Now, Brownsburg, just like any of these teams, Brownsburg's got some points in the sectional and the mock me that they're like, I think they were number one in the four by. They're not going to win the four by. They could finish second or third. They're going to lose some there, but they've got more. They've got more potential out there than they do at risk. Looking at Colquitt. Yeah. I, th- I feel like all the, the Browns were four by those were points. We maybe weren't expecting a month ago, or just when we started the season thinking about Brownsburg as one of the title contenders. I would have thought they need to make a decision whether to run their star, Hayden Deemer McKinney. I would have thought, okay, like don't don't run them in the four by eight. And obviously they know better than we do because they're at their practices. Yeah. And right. um, and they they went in on the four by eight, and you know, they they could get more than 10 points from him if you if you count the relay and the and the individual because if they don't run him they're not scoring at all they don't run him they're not getting out of the regional so whatever they score on the four by he's worth that much because his replacement value is whatever they get so if they get six point six points he's worth six points and then if he turns around and gets another six in the open 800 that's 12 which is more than 10 obviously that he would get if he just did the open 800 yeah plus in their four by four but by the way Lemba is in the 200 for regional he's seated fifth in that in the ben davis scratching so, yep no matter what he does he can win the regional just scratch him it's not worth it come on official all right what's your other event all right third event segue into the distance the boys 800 um i think you had mentioned it briefly yesterday on the girls but is this basically i i guess i'll pose the question is this open or is it not and it's, how open. it's it's open. Okay. Okay. So I would think, who do you think are the three best 800 runners in Indiana? Not, not the three guys that yep. are going to be in this race, but just Correct. in a vacuum, okay. who are the three best 800 runners? Cole Matheson. Okay. Kiefer Sinjin. Okay. And, and Reese. Yeah. That's what I would think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I, I, we can't say none of them will be in it. One of them could be in it and, and probably will be based on the sectional results, but it would be, well, it looks we, like it'd be his third race of the day. There's a, so we, we know two of them won't be. Yeah. Two of them for sure won't be. And one of them could. And if he is, like you just said, it would be his third, it could be his third race. It, at it, least it, his it, second. 
It, yeah, it could be a second. I mean, they could scratch yeah. him out of the 1600. Right, right. So it's either a second or a third. Um, and I mean, but and they it, still it, had those options because they ran him in those events at the versus, you know, yeah. Carmel or Fishers doesn't have that option because they didn't right. run their guys in the 800. I mean, it would be impossible to do that. So, and Keith, but Kiefer what, wouldn't have gotten out. Well, I suppose maybe could, right? 156. If you hit the standard. Yeah. Well, 156. I, like 159 got out in our sectional. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, I think nine guys broke two minutes in our sectional. But two guys were on the same yeah. team that are all in for the four by So they scratched. So 159 made it out. Yeah. So, but just like Reese, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think everyone listed. So he was the sixth best 800 time at sectional. Everyone yes. ahead of him is also probably on the four by eight, right? Am I looking at that right? Everyone ahead of him has a four by eight that advanced out of the sectional. Okay. So, It's a reasonable of the top 10. I think nine of the top 10 boys are going to be on, are going to have possible or likely podium teams if they run all their guys in it. But that's an interesting decision for some of those coaches to make. Yes. If you have a guy, the Columbus North guys are going to run it, I'd imagine. I, I mean, I, I suppose. I don't think you'd put all three of them this far just to not. Right. But they, they could. I mean, you could do the math, but it's not just a math problem. There's like emotions and like whole, you know. Yeah, that's basically what I. And teamwork and camaraderie and, and lifelong friendships tied up in this. That's basically but what I said to Andy. Maybe the, like math, maybe the math tells you not to run all four of them and try to finish, maybe you still get first or try to finish in the top five and save somebody else or other guys for multiple events later. And maybe that keeps you more fresh for a four by four. We could, you could score high. I don't know. There's a lot of interesting yeah. decisions to make there. I mean, this, I is, this is the ultimate coaching challenge. Yeah. But even for, for someone like you or me from afar to be like, Oh, here's what I would do. But we also know that, like, well, they're not just robots for us to move around and put them where the math tells us to do that. The advanced analytics don't work like that. Even in even in professional sports where they used advanced yeah. analytics, yeah. The, the best the best coaching staffs and the best front offices understand that there's more to it than that. Manalytics over analytics, right? I've never heard that phrase, but I like it. <laughs> then you don't listen to Colin Coward. <laughs> uh no he's usually on it you know <laughs> when i'm working but yeah no to, to your point like if we're, we're playing this game from our side of things but if a team does decide yeah we could score a few less points still score enough points in a relay but taking one guy out and he could score equally or more points in the 800 then that's that part of the math problem but right well and you know even for teams that aren't in the team race so the first and the fourth best time are boys to go to Westfield. Westfield has historically run well on the four bite at the state meet and scored. They've been a contender. 
One year they finished second. Another year they were leading for a lot of the race, a lot, a lot, a lot of the race. Um, they've never won it. It seems unlikely that they would win it this year. They ran 748 indoors. So they are the second fastest indoor team ever. But do you run those guys and eventually finish third, fifth, sixth in what could be a loaded four by eight at the state meet? And then if, if they come back, they're probably those those guys are good, but they're probably not going to win if they've run another race. Same thing with Hamilton Southeastern. Their boys are second and 10th. Those boys did run the four by eight at the sectional. And they had the fourth best time behind Brownsburg, Columbus North and Center Grove. But, you know, they're probably finishing second at best. And they've got three of them are going to be in an individual event. I would say, you know, in the 1600, their kid's not going to win but he could finish third or fourth. So do you pull him or have him run the 16, have him run the four bite before the 1600, you know, HSC is kind of in the team race, but not really. Um, and if Satterfield doesn't run the four bite beforehand, does he win? You know, he right. lost, he yeah. lost to Kai Connor by four tenths of a second at the Carmel sectional. Connor did not run the four by eight and Satterfield did. Mm. If that flips, if Connor runs the four by eight and Satterfield doesn't, does that flip? And then Newell, Lackamack from Westfield, um, Mendez from Columbus North, Reese from Columbus North, Reese Kilbarger Stump from Columbus North, like they're probably all going to run, I'd imagine. And then so it's Daniel Adair from Concordia, who's the only returning medalist from last year. They ran 808 all by themselves. Could they get in it? But again, how valuable is it for you to try and get third or fourth when you could? And I mean, yeah, it's an interesting academic problem. Although it's yeah. not really, because in reality, this we did this value judgment at my practices, and yeah. you can clearly see what we're going to do. Yeah. And this the sectional results. Right. We could switch it, I suppose, but. And this is why so, so much of what the 800 could end up being depends on who does end up running the four bay and who does not. Right. Well, and we're looking at the, at the 10 best times and the top two were in the same sectional. Three of the top four were in the same sectional. And then from third, fifth, sixth, and eighth, eighth we're all in the same sectional. Yep. So there probably could be there probably could be boys that weren't in one of those sectionals that could win as well. Brownsburg is another example. He could win, but if he runs the four by eight, that severely mortgages his chance to win the open 800. I, I would guess the guy that wins, unless it's Reese, the guy that wins will be someone that doesn't run on the four by eight. And so um, unless, so unless, unless Reese goes crazy and wins right, right. all three or right. four of his events, right. which is possible. And so another reason I'm excited for the 800 is the the rarity of seeing three possi the possibility of three teammates meddling. Because I just think it's one of the coolest things that we have because you can only enter two in an event at sectionals unless you have three that have hit the three participant standard. Right. And it's just so which rare to did. have the three, which they did. And it was and, like the last race that Reese got it. Yeah. Yeah. And which they're clearly all capable of being top nine. So 
I think that is another thing to watch for. Well, and it's, it's a, it's a huge challenge to run all three or four of those events at the state meet. That's a huge challenge. And if we move on in the distance, we talked about the 800, we talked about the 1600. Reese has the number two performance in the sectional. He ran 417. And I know it went out in about 60 flat. So he might've paid for that a little bit. And um, it was very windy. Although I'd heard that it kind of died down. It was pretty bad for the sprints and the 1600, it was pretty windy. And then it kind of died down a little bit later on. But that's another part of, okay, at the Columbus North sectional, they had the third, fifth, sixth, and eighth best times. And it was, they had worse conditions than, than there were at the Carmel sectional. The Carmel sectional wasn't perfect for the open 800, but it was pretty close. Four by was a little windy. What are you thinking in the 1600? Um, so it could be an example of, again, who, who runs what, but I mean, I, I would think it just comes down to the two for the, the win between Cole and Reese, even if they both have already run um, to that point in the meet. I mean, I, I don't think right. anyone Although else we is... wouldn't have thought, let's rewind a year, we wouldn't have thought at True. this point that, that Camden Marshall would win. So, well, that was Camden the... Marshall had run. He had already run like 410 four and one. I think oh, he, he ran 410 yeah. equivalent. Okay. So that's what I would say is like, do you, is there anyone else here that has or can run under four ten? Burrell. What's his Ezra, PR? Ezra Burrell from Burbuff. I don't know if he has. I'm saying yeah. he can. He can. Okay. If you look at, they have the splits because um, Alpha Timing did that sectional. If you look at the splits from that, that he he went like two ten two oh six, and the tens added up to four seventeen. Uh, I, okay gotcha um but either way i mean that's that's kind of how i see it one, one of one of those two those first two and then there's some boys in the here's a kid i've never heard of that's the fifth best time martin martin barco barco the fourth you got to say his full name josh martin barco martin the barco the fourth from martinsville a sophomore he ran 419 yeah so he so he's, he's in our sectional. We obviously saw him a couple times this year. He is a soccer player that didn't run cross country last year, or I don't even know if he ran track last year. And then he maybe ran a couple times this year, but really started getting running this year. So that's why you probably have not seen his name, but he is that very good. Sounds like he's a distance runner that also plays soccer. Yes. Not a yeah. soccer player that runs track. He is a distance Distance runner that has also played soccer. So yes. that is why you have not Addison heard Wiley is a soccer heard player. It until... Yeah. But she's a distance runner that also plays soccer and played yeah. basketball. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's other boys listed here in the top 10 in the 1600 that could have interesting decisions to make. Andrew Knight from Hamilton Southeastern ran 422 at the sectional. He did not run on their 4 by 8 The slowest leg on Hamilton Southeastern's 4 by 8 that ran 7.58 was a 2.02, which is actually a pretty shockingly fast, slowest leg. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, <laughs> Du Bois jogged the, the latter stages of the race and, and ran 2.01, I think. So he probably could have run 1.57 or so. So they would have the top time if he had just kind of run 
what if, if you take his time from the open 800 and put that on the anchor of the four by eight tougher to do because he they had a huge lead uh southeastern did but um and then you put in andrew knight you know that could be a team that could push columbus north i think but in theory yeah. But do you pull him from that knowing your chance of winning is not very high um, and mortgage his chances of, of you know, running? He's not going to get into it, right? I mean, he, he finished 16 seconds behind a kid in his sectional that's going to run at the state meet. But could he finish third, fourth, or fifth? Could. Mm -hmm. And do you pull him from that? I guess it's just it comes down to what do you want to do? You mm -hmm. just ask him, hey, Mr. Knight, what do you want to do? For the state meet what do you want to do for the regional um and it looks like there's a couple guys that are in another event after this that right so a beckman yeah. i you know do you pull him for the 3200 um he has the third best time in the 3200 but he has the fourth best time in the 1600 and who knows could you know could he finish second in the 3200 could he win the 3200 maybe maybe uh, and again, he's, you know, he's 21 seconds back of, of the, of the lead time right now from the sectional. But if you catch the, if you catch the kids ahead of you in the second event, it gives you a better chance. And, you know, could he finish high up in the 1600? Well, maybe he's got the fourth best time in the sectional round. And another kid, uh, is Kyle Clark from Bloomington North. He ran 420. They ran 804 in the, in the uh sectional that's like the fifth or sixth best time but he didn't run it because he ran the 1600 um you know do they do they pull him out of that and and not run the 1600 i it, he's got a pretty good chance to medal i don't know it's that's tough and, and he's in the he's in the 800 too right right but i would i would think unless you're one of the top top guys the guys we've already kind of gone over that we've mentioned like i'm okay if you say hey i'm gonna do two events and the second event i'm just gonna do to see what i can right. get but like your main thing's got to be the one that you do because the odds of you not doing very well in your second event at the state meet unless you're one of those top top end guys it's already run under 410 or nine minutes and it, uh, really unless you're one of those guys that's run those crazy times, a 150 split, a 410, 1600, a nine flat 3200, and you're on a team that's contending for the title, the odds of you doing poorly in your second event, the state meet are well over 50%, mm -hmm. well over 50%, even if it's not hot. And people are going to point to last year and be like, well, it's because last year it was 90. Like, well, okay. First of all, it's 90, about 50% of the time. And at the state even meet. Yes. Even in years when it's nice, like there, there's, a, there are a lot of casualties. There are a lot of casualties. Yeah. Anything else in the 1600? Nope. I'm ready to go to 32. The 3200 I think is interesting because this had, this had a big factor in the team score. And if I can try and dissociate myself from this, because the team that was fifth in the mock meet got 18 points out of the 3,200 in the mock meet, which isn't worth anything, but it still happened. Well, obviously 
we're not going to score more than 18 in the 3200. In fact, there's a very, very high likelihood into the 95% or, or over that, into the 90s, that is, that, that, that we don't, that Carmel doesn't score first and second. Now, and you know, I suppose there's a dream world where we do dream for me, I guess, nightmare for anybody else. Um, but there's other athletes in this mix that are getting points for their team in the mock meet that I think are unlikely. So Carmel getting 18 in the 3,200, unlikely. Mm-hmm. Could it happen? Yes. Will it happen? Maybe, but probably not. You got 14 last year or 15 last year. Uh, yeah. And that's <laughs> if we, you know, if we analytics here, but if we were, you know, to simulate that race 10,000 times, that two, three finish probably happens 10. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, there were a lot of, in, in reality, no, in, in reality, I actually don't think it's that crazy to think that Jacob was, was all things considered was the fourth or fifth best guy in that race. But he also finished like 16th at the showcase 3,200. Now, not all the guys were in that race, but he was the fourth kid on his own team in that race. And he was the third kid in the state meet. I mean, the big thing was that, that story just didn't run very well. Right. Right. And if story runs a, a, a normal race, he probably finishes first or second. And then we go thir- Correct. third. And then third you and guys fourth. go 34. Yeah. And which would still be huge. And we, we won the meet, but it wouldn't be quite the same lore as second mm-hmm. and third. Um, Ekman had the third best time. Will he run the 16 and the 32? If he does, I really like his chances to score really high up in the 1600. I don't like his chances to come back and run very well in the, in the 3200 if he runs the 1600 first. Yeah, do you I, think I don't think that's a reason. I don't think that's a reason to to scratch out of the sixteen hundred. But I don't know him. Yeah. Do, do you think if he is. if he just did the thirty two, he'd score as high as he would if he did the did the sixteen first? Do, oh, you're asking what I what do I think he would score better in the sixteen or the thirty two? Fresh, yeah. I mean, I. My initial reaction is to say the 3,200, but the 3,200 is also so much stronger than the 1,600, I think. Because if, got, if some of the top guys are running the four by eight that you know are better than you, you still have a chance to beat them if they run hard in the four by eight. And there's some of those guys in the 1,600. In the so- 3,200, I mean, yeah, one one the guy with the number one time from the sectional is 20 seconds ahead of the field. But he's going to be coming back from the 1600. Yeah. But 20 seconds is a lot. Right? 20 seconds for the boys would be like a girl that's 30 seconds ahead almost. Um but Jack Moore ran 902 and only finished 1 second behind Cole at the 3200. So that's that's a top top guy. Yeah, 
And um, that's a, and that's what I would say is that these times obviously are not as fast as they will be at the state meet. Like you, you pretty much have to go under nine twenty to be top nine. This year, I'd imagine that's the case. And I don't remember what ninth was last year, but I think it was. It was ninth. it was nine seventeen. Yeah, and I think it's been nine seventeen or nine eighteen like the last three times, right? That's it's a, been pretty consistent. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like under nine twenty. So that's why when you see the second time, here's nine twenty four. Like there, two things are at play. A few of these guys may have ran a 925 and that's their fastest. Some of them, it's, a, it's not their fastest and they ran 930. And there's also other guys that are, well, one would be Will Conway, who probably, I think ran like 945 or something in his sectional. He's obviously not going to run 945. No, as long as he's on. I think Conway, I give, I give Conway the advantage over the rest of the field. And I, again, I'm trying to dissociate myself because this is, I'm like talking around it. And I, like a couple of times I just said the kid and it's like, I'm, I'm not, I, I coached that kid. The kid is Cole Matisson, but I don't want to get on here and talk about how great, you know, one, one guy is or the guys on my own team. Um, you know, I, I think Conway is the class of the field after Cole mm. and I, I even could give Conway maybe a chance to win it, depending on how the 1600 goes. Yeah. Right. And that's because he's not in the 16 this year. Right. And he finished fifth in that last year. So they obviously, they obviously hold him in pretty high regard in the 3200. And he did run what, like what, 907 indoors? And then I think he went, uh, yeah, at HSR. He, he didn't come to Carmel. He went to Eastern Relays because that's a lot right. closer. Yeah. So that that's just the point I was making there is like these, these times aren't – the people might be there. Some of them might. Some of them won't. But you'll definitely have a couple others that that'll factor into how it's played out and depending on how Cole is. I mean, like you said, it – second or third race potentially let's let's do this let's go through i'm going to go through some guys here of guys that we think are likely to finish in the top nine okay okay cole yes charlie charlie schumann from carmel yeah a beckman even if he runs the 16 i could still see him and scoring here and if he doesn't if he doesn't run the 1600 very likely okay uh jack moore yeah okay i think this next guy is very likely to score and that's asher probes from noblesville Mm -hmm. you like you think great chance top five or six or just you're saying give him nine places i think he has a very good i think he has a very good chance to finish in the top nine okay i think he could finish in the top five okay right i think all of those guys those are the those are the five fastest times and it doesn't include conway who we think is very likely to finish in the top yeah yeah i think probst has a pretty good chance and then if you go through the rest of the guys and this is i mean i'm not going to go through and name them and then say they're not going to score I think the next five guys are a lot less likely to score. Which I, I guess isn't that that's, I'm not really going out on a limb there. 
the, the five faster guys from the sectional are more likely to score than the five slower guys in the top 10. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, the two guys from Burbuff didn't run uh, very fast in the sectional, but they, Krishna's run 908 this year. Krishna scored yeah. last year. And Colin Stevens, I think, has run 920. Right. So the five and that are he here. ran something like 925 on a day when it was 90. Mm. And 90 is the high. It might have been 83 when he ran it, but it, you know, it wasn't 50. And there's just, there's yeah. there's kids in the top 10 that that are in that team race. Two from Carmel, one from Columbus North, one from Fishers, one from Center Grove. And I mean, like, and a couple of the ones you just named are in the bottom five of this group, but it's still possible they score one or two points. Right. Big for the team scoring. It could be right. Yeah. Cause it, it, Ken Browner keeps saying, and he knows a lot. He's the head coach at Carmel. He's like, I, and at times it looked like, Oh man, some of these teams could score 60, 65 points. He's like, I think the team that scores 50 is going to, because I think First one team, one team's going to get to fifty, and nobody else is, and that's the team that's going to win. First to fifty, um, and a lot of times it's first to forty. Yeah, that's in the past we've always kind of said forty is the right. number. This year it's it's too strong. Yeah, um, and we'll know a lot more after Thursday on the boys because some of these potential scores are not going to get out, especially with how strong the sprints and hurdles are in the Lafayette Jeff region. Now that's an incredibly fast track. And if conditions are good, now it's looking like it may be a little chilly for sprints and it may be a little windy. Um, and depending on how that's going and they don't all set up, they don't all orient the same way, all the tracks. Um, that, that you could be fourth or fifth or sixth and miss the standard and not, not move on. Yeah. So Plainfield, Carmel, Brownsburg, you know, they've got to get their sprinters out and or the hurdlers and whereas columbus north and center grove there there's those top athletes at that regional are not in as big a jeopardy as now i mean anybody could fall start right mm-hmm. in a sprint or that one time in a distance race um but those those kids are probably going to get out without any issues mm-hmm. four by eight. Oh yeah there's another distance event right um we've talked a lot about it like yeah i i from what everything we know i feel like there's one cleat there's one higher favorite and then there's a couple teams what percentage chance do you give north to win assuming they run all their columbus north yeah that's the team i was referring to um if they ran all their guys i'd I'd honestly go like 75 or 80 that's too low okay they have three guys that run 153. Well, yeah, yeah, okay. If they run all their guys, <laughs> if they yeah. all run, what percentage chance do you give them to win? You're going to say 80% with three 153s? Their slowest guy went 158 at the sectional. They're, they're, they're the clear favorite, is what you're telling me. I'm telling yeah. you there's a chance, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay, 99. Um, who do you think is the second best team? So... Again, from what I know and what we would see, I mean, I feel like either you or Bloomington North 
if if Bloomington ran all their guys, but I don't I don't know if I see them doing it. So maybe so I'd say you. Well, I mean, Carmel. We're Carmel. not gonna run, we're not gonna run those two guys. Okay. Who in your mind is second? Bloomington North, maybe if they ran their guys. Yeah. But if so, they did. So here, here's the thing. This is the ultimate uh, game theory is not the right word. But, well, you know what? It's, it's it might be Fishers. It might be Fishers. Okay. So at our at our sectional and at the other sectional that leads to our regional. The the teams that won those two sectional races, Brownsburg and Hamilton Southeastern. Well, Brownsburg ran all their guys. HSE has another guy they can pull on it. I don't know if they will. But the other teams all have subs to make. And, and I think they will make them because they'll just have to at the regional. Mm-hmm. So, and you can, you can do the math. Well, you'd have to know the splits. But you could do the math and take the two slowest slower splits out for Zionsville or Carmel or Westfield, take the slower splits out and put their faster times in that they ran in the open eight. There's your adjusted time. Yep. And when I did that for Carmel and Zionsville, Westfield and um, Fishers, like it, it would be six teams under the standard because remember the standard is completely depressed after two years of teams scoring over eight minutes. So the standard is seven fifty eight. Mm-hmm. So any school Very that has attainable. four guys that can run under two minutes. Yeah. Now they all have to do it in the same day in the same race, but there's going to be six of these six, seven, eight of these schools in the same race. Yeah. But then there's also the question of, you know, I mean, Hamilton Southeastern doesn't need to make a sub like they're good. They could just their anchor can run a little bit harder, and they're well under it. Even if they came in fifth or sixth or something, they, yeah, they won't. Yeah, but, right. Um, and once all these schools get together, you know, like it, and also, like a team runs eight oh seven or eight ten. These are t- two teams in our sectional. This is the this is the Colin Coward thing, right? Like you line up side by side and you get the stats, and he has to guess who's who. Yeah, the the blind resume. Yeah, one of them's James Harden, and you're like, he's terrible, and here's the other one, and it's like equal stats, and you're like, it's Steph Curry, I'm like, oh, he's not terrible. <laughs> but okay, so two teams. One team ran eight oh seven and led off with a two oh five. So if you just take away the two oh five and put in uh, 159 not only does that save you those six seconds but your other guys might run better because you're not behind you're more up front and then one team ran 810 but their anchor ran 207 so you take out a 207 and you put in a 155 that's right just just those two yeah. teams right there take out a 207 take out a 205 lead off and put in a 157 from the for from the open 800 that saves you eight to nine seconds when you when you think about um 
the tenths, right? Yeah, it was like 205 high versus. Yeah. Okay, that gets you to 758. There's a standard. And the other team, you go from one 207 to 155, that saves you 12 seconds. It takes you from 810 to 758. There's the other standard. So we'll know a lot more about the four byte after after that. that that's but, what I was going to say. Is this is one we're definitely seeing next week? Is is there somebody not in this top ten that you would see being in the scoring, being in the top nine? Like who who am I not seeing Penn. that ran it? Okay. Uh, the... Pen and Goshen. Okay. But other than that, I I think there's one. Well, in Westfield, depending on what they want to do. Yeah. And I think there's. I think there's one in here. This Mooresville team is interesting. They ran 807 flat. And they could make a sub. And they have a guy who's seeded to get out of the regional in the 1600 and the 3200. And he's still in it. And I think he, he might have won both at the Plainfield sectional. So he's going to be in it. Like he's, he's entered in both. Mm-hmm. So if you take him out, I imagine if they have an 807, one of their legs had to have run like 204, 205, right? And he's probably capable of a 157. So take out a 205, put in a 157, and you're right there. But yeah. I don't know that they'll do like, oh man, how, what do you do there? I'm, see- I'm seeing how, uh, because if he runs the four by eight, that gives them a much better chance to get out, but they're not a lock. But if he runs the four by eight, he's not going to get out in, the, in either of those other two events. Right. Um, I mean, do you, do you think he could get out if he like just did the 32 or just did the 16? If he runs a four by eight, I don't, I don't think he's getting out in either one. Well, what, even if he, what if he doesn't run the four by eight? I think he will get out then. I think he'll get out in the 1600. What's his 1600? I can't find it. Like 424, 423, 424. Okay. 424.9 four is what he was a sectional. Um, and he won. So he may yeah. be seated fourth or fifth or whatever, but the kids ahead of him got to run against each other and he won his race. Yeah. And if he's still listed in both, I mean, because I thought, at least my thought would be maybe try to just go four by eight, 32. Hope it's enough rest in between. That... The 3200 is so strong in that regional though. Yeah, yeah, true. Because three of the four best times from the sectional in the entire state are in that regional. So it's three, it's, three of the five best. Yeah. Which makes it sound like his best chance individually would just be the fresh 16. Right. Doesn't that, even if he did the 32 fresh, it seems like he would still have trouble. Right. Although in every year at the regional, there are teams that run way faster than they did in the sectional even if they got third and they were pushed or whatever, and maybe Mooresville could be that way. This could potentially be a like 2004 Franklin regional where like nine guys hit the standard and the standard was low in the 3,200. Mm. I mean, this was before your time, obviously you were like six years old, probably weren't paying attention. And (laughs) I think, I think nine guys hit the standard and made it to the state meet from the same regional. And it was for the same reason that, the, the year before, it was really, really slow, and it made the standard like 9.30 or 9.28 or something, and just tons of guys came through and hit it. It could be the same thing here. Well, 
because what's, what's there, the there are teams I can tell you in this regional, there are teams that in a normal year wouldn't bother trying it that are going to do the four by eight because it's easier. And actually the four by eight, I think comes roaring back this year and it mm. takes 750 to, to metal because all of these teams now are like, well, wait a minute, it's going to be easy for us to make it. That's what I was going to ask you is what, what do you think it would take to metal? But you said 752. Yeah, that right. sounds about right. That's wow. Because oh, what, what is the standard? What has it been in the past? I, I can't remember. 755. Okay. It's, it's kind of funny how the pendulum kind of swings back that way. Okay, and now it's yeah. going to take it way back, way faster. I, it I could, but, the... but no matter what happens this year, it's still going to be slow next year. Because it's right, still because gonna, it it's, still has the, the last year's right. Time. So yeah. this year's com, this year's um, combination of state meets is like a seven fifty two and then an eight minute and an eight oh three. So next year it's going to be an eight minute and eight oh three, and then the old seven fifty two gets bumped out, but it it get maybe it gets replaced by a seven fifty two, but maybe it still only gets replaced with a seven fifty seven. It could, yeah. So, so to find out. There, yeah, we'll know. We'll know on. Well, I guess we won't know on Thursday, but we'll have an idea. Yeah. So, cool, man. All right. Awesome. Anything else? Nope. Just uh, getting excited for regional week. Can't wait. Less than two weeks. It'll be a little chillier than usual. It might be windy. Yeah. So prepare for the the new different temperatures. Yep. Again. All right. Can't wait. All right. Thanks, Kyle. Cool. Yep. Thanks, man. Back to back like I'm on the cover, a lethal weapon. Back to back like I'm Jordan 96, 97. Whoa.